When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion. Tonight we'll be breaking down the Auburn Tigers' victory over the Washington Huskies by the score of 88-60. to Six, moving the Tigers to 2-0 and on the year, remaining undefeated for the 2018-19 men's basketball season. My name is Kyle Loomis. I am part one of a two-part co-host uh, duo here uh, that discusses men's basketball for you. My regular co-host, Clint Richardson, is normally across the airwaves with me. Uh, discussing these uh, games. Unfortunately, he's going to be not here on this episode tonight, which is actually the second time this has already happened this season. So a little bit of housekeeping notes for you guys until we get into the actual discussion of the game. Clint has some uh, busyness going on in his life right now, so there's going to be occasions, especially on the weekend games, where uh, he will not be part of the broadcast, unfortunately, but he will do his best to be here when he can. And obviously for big games like this, when we do the next game analysis he's going to have opinions he wants to share about the Auburn and Washington game or any game that he might miss this season just so you guys know if you hear me uh, doing a solo or maybe even having a guest from time to time we sometimes like to do that but I also don't mind doing the solo shows as well because I really enjoy talking about Auburn men's basketball and just basketball in general Uh, so unfortunately he won't be here but hopefully we'll have him against um, to talk about the game against Mississippi College Let's move forward and talk about the game itself. And this game was already built up to monumental proportions for Auburn because there are several storylines here uh, besides trying to get a victory over top 25 team that we wanted to talk about in this one. The first top 25 matchup for Auburn where both teams are ranked in the top 25 uh, in many, many years. So currently, and at least after the rankings came out today, they've kind of Shifted around a little bit on the back end, but Auburn remains at number 11. We're kind of going off just one poll here. I know there are several polls that you can pay attention to, but Auburn is ranked at number 11. And coming into the game, Washington was ranked at number 25. So just barely making that top 25 matchup for the first time in many uh, decades uh, for Auburn Tigers here in Auburn, Alabama. This is also the third highest margin of victory for Auburn against a top 25 team. So why are these significant? Because this is the first time in quite some time that Auburn has been good enough to be consistently ranked in the top 25, but also invite an opponent in that's ranked in the top 25 in quite some time. So this was kind of just the big way to kick off the season. Everyone was excited for this, and this was just a really just an atmosphere I haven't experienced in Auburn for basketball, much less than just Auburn Arena in quite some time. I was there. Clint was actually there too, which is why it's so sad that he's not going to be here to talk about the game because I'm sure 
he has some very similar feelings to me that the student section, the jungle was just on fire. The fans in the stands that weren't part of the student section were just on fire as well. I mean, there was barely any, they call it a sellout crowd, but of course some people don't show up or show up late. They call it a sellout crowd because they had to sell standing room only tickets. And that's what I had. And I don't mind because I'm going to be jumping up and down during the game anyway. So I might as well stand up and enjoy the game that way. You can go on one of those little, bar areas that you can stand up and kind of lean against just to watch the game up on the lower deck bowl. So we've discussed the major storylines for this game and why it was significant, but we're going to start asking this question, Clint and myself, on all our analysis of each game, and that's one of Clint's favorite phrases that he likes to use is he wants Auburn to play a complete game. So I'm asking the question myself here to myself, was this a complete game for Auburn? And I'm going to say, I'm going to try to answer for Clint too, because I feel like knowing him, he's going to find a way to say, no, it was not a complete game. But I, again, and this is shocking after you uh, last week's analysis, that I didn't find anything here that really troubled me. The only thing I have to complain about, maybe that we kind of got a little lackadaisical as we ended the first half and let them kind of come back a little bit, not back within single digits, but still kind of let them come a little closer than they should have been with the amount of momentum and the way we were shooting during this game. But in terms of answering the question, was this a complete game? Yes, for me it was. Defensively, offensively, when people were struggling for Auburn, other players stepped up. Uh, Some new faces emerged. Some missing pieces to this team emerged. It just was an all-around complete game. Pretty much for me, a complete game means a win and that the walk-ons get to play significant minutes and when I say significant when they come in before the last minute of the game and they did again in this game too so why was this such a significant beatdown of the Washington Huskies for the Tigers well there's several reasons for that but let's take a little look at what made Washington probably at a disadvantage for this game and honestly I think it first goes to the atmosphere we've already talked about how much I enjoyed being in Auburn Arena for this game, how the students were on fire, the general fans were on fire for this game uh, because there was anticipation that Austin Wiley might be playing, but just because also it's a top 25 matchup that we've already talked about here. But Washington just never looked like they got over the initial hype that Auburn had. They got hit in the mouth and just never fully got back up, if you want to use a boxing analogy. It was honestly kind of sad to watch someone kind of not expect what they were walking into and never fully recover from it because I was expecting a little bit more fight out of a Pac-12 team, especially a ranked Pac-12 team. So that was disappointing on that side in terms of not seeing a little back and forth. But of course, we love seeing Auburn dominate someone. So we're not going to complain about that in any way. I've already said the, the one disappointing thing I have is that we did let them get a little bit closer at the uh, end of the first half there, but of course we extended that lead out. There was a lead of up to about 30 points at one point. If I'm looking at my stats correctly on here, I think the largest victory uh, margin of victory was 30 points at about the 15-minute, 15-minute, 47-minute uh, mark of the second half. That was quite a margin of victory at some point to hold over a Pac-12 team and a ranked opponent. It sent a statement for college basketball that I think that this Auburn team is for real. Now, it's easy for us to sit here in the excitement of the game and make that kind of statement, but here's the question that we have to also ask. And I was having a conversation with uh, someone I was watching the game with about this, 
the big question now is, was Washington as good as advertised? Or really, is Auburn this good that they made Washington not look that good? Or is Washington that bad? You know, usually when you ask this type of question, it falls somewhere in the middle, just to be completely honest. It's never usually skewed to one side or the other. Of course, with my orange and blue glasses on, I tend to think that when you look at this, probably this is a little bit more of Auburn being for real. But I also wonder, and as we have to watch Washington the rest of the season, to see if they're for real as well. And if we see them doing well, it's going to show that this Auburn team just decimated a top 25 opponent that is going to be very good for the rest of the season. So it'll be interesting to watch that go on. And I also found it interesting that Washington's size didn't really play a factor in this. We're going to get into some stats here in a second, but you thought they might out-rebound us. Uh, they might be able to kind of force their, their way on offense down there against our smaller guys, even with Austin Wiley returning. But they just were not able to do it. And I think you attribute that to Auburn's tenacity and their athleticism, not just by individuals, but as a team, that they were able to do some things that you wouldn't expect against a bigger team. And at times, too, a team that runs zone seems to give the Auburn offense some fits, but that was not the case tonight. And I, when I say decimated, I mean that wholeheartedly, that they decimated uh, the zone uh, defense when Auburn was on offense here. Speaking of offense and other stats, let's just jump right into it. Now we'll start with some offensive stats to give you guys an idea of how it breaks down. Uh, for Auburn, field goal percentage, they had 41%, 29 for 70 from the field. That is an exorbitant amount of attempts from the field. And then if you kind of compare that to Washington's, they were 25 for 45. So almost you know, what is that 35 more attempts on offense that Auburn had? And you're going to understand why they had so many more attempts in a second when we get through some other stats here. Field goal percentage, 39% from the field, almost 40%. That's that's crazy. I mean, that's one out of it, over one out of every three shots from three-point land that's going in. Free throw percentages, if you listen to last week's episode, and if you listen to this show in the five years that it's been going on, you know how much I harp on free throws. I want to see an 80% mark from the free throw line they got better but they're still not quite there and that is probably one of the things that i'll kind of not give them a check mark on for a complete game even though i am calling it a complete game comparing turnovers auburn had 11 some of these came at the expense of some players that probably weren't as experienced one of those is austin wiley uh, so he had two himself i believe auburn had 30 points off of turnovers 30 to washington six Total rebounds for the game, Auburn won that one heavily, 41 rebounds to Washington's 24. Uh, they won the defensive rebounding battle, 22 to 21. Offensive rebounds, and here's the key, going back to what I was telling you about the attempts of field goals and why there was such a discrepancy. For offensive rebounds, 3 to 19, Auburn gets the favor there. So now you understand why there's such a discrepancy in that and how Auburn was just able to impose their will early and just knock Washington the mouth and never were able to fully, fully recover. Again, second chance points, 22 points for Auburn, two for Washington. Bench points, 19 for Auburn, 21 for Washington. I think they were trying to mix in some people to figure out how they can stop the bleeding against Auburn, and that's why you saw the bench players getting a few more points there. Points in the paint, Auburn had 32, uh, Washington had 30. Fast break opportunities, 11 each. And then we get to some defensive stats here. 
Uh, pretty even, actually, and I think you would probably give the tick mark to Washington in this category. Auburn had four to their five in terms of blocks and steals, eight apiece there. Um, so defensively, if you don't count, if you take away the offensive rebounding category game, this might have been a little bit closer of a game. Auburn was just able to out-rebound them because these guys should have been with their size and their pedigree as a program be able to compete with Auburn on a defensive level. And you saw that in the stats. It's just they were not ready for the tenacity and the athleticism of the Tigers uh, tonight here. So and another interesting thing that I find here too, Washington did not shoot poorly from the field. 56% over one out, you know, over half their shots going into the basket. And they were 43% from three-point land. So really looking at that offensive rebounding category and the second chance points and points in the paint as why Auburn probably dominated as much as they did. Taking a look at some of the individual stats as well here, and one of the things that's plagued Auburn teams of the past, not so much last year, but as Bruce Pearl has tried to bring up this program to where it needs to be, is we focused on one player, maybe even two players, that did all the offense for us, and if they had an off night, Auburn just wasn't going to be in a good position to win and had to pull off a miracle to get the victory. Now it seems like that's not so much of a problem anymore. And here's your perfect example. Jared Harper and Bryce Brown had an off game, at least what most people would consider that. Now that comes with the understanding that they had 13 points. Um, Jared Harper was 4 for 4 from, free, from the free throw line. Bryce Brown, 5 for 7 from free throw line. They both had some, what I would consider, pretty good stats, especially from Auburn teams of old. But look at this stat. The combined shooting for them, they were 6 for 22 together from the field and that's just really interesting to look at so when your two best guards your point guard and your shooting guard are struggling so much how was Auburn able to have this victory here and that's an, um, the emergence of one player in particular but also another guy having another great game you look at Chuma Okiki MVP for the game 19 points and then he had 7-11 from the field, 3-for-3 three three from three-point land, 2-for-2 two two from the free throw line, 10 rebounds, a double-double for him. And then the emergence of a guy that we're all getting used to hearing his name, and that's Samir Doughty. I have become very impressed with Samir's versatility, not just his ability to score, but his defense. There was one point he literally just pickpocketed the Washington point guard and took it in. Uh, for a score early on in the game. And I think that's when we all realized that this guy is really skilled. He's a name we've all been aware of from last year, but he had to sit out last year being the transfer from VCU. So we kind of thought he'd just be a space filler. But with him getting the start last night over Malik Dunbar, I think you're going to start seeing Samir Doughty being in the starting lineup more often than not. And it's going to be interesting to see once Austin Wiley gets a little bit more uh, ready for the season, how they interchange all of that will Samir still start will he trade out Anthony McLemore for Austin Wiley I don't know how coach Pearl this this is a good problem for coach Pearl to have so many talented players to try to work in and who do you start to give you the best chance to start off for a good time in the game um, we've already talked about the struggles of Jared Harper and Bryce Brown and I, and I say struggles loosely honestly because again their stats don't indicate that it was a struggle but just compared what we used to and speaking of a little bit of struggle there was a lot of hype for the appearance of Austin Wilde in this game and it's very warranted I think it's 600 plus something days since he last saw the court back on March 8 2017 was the first time Austin Wiley stepped on the court 
in a basketball game for Auburn. And let me tell you, the stadium erupted for him going to the scores table to check in, coming onto the floor, his first points. And it was exciting time. But as you'd expect, when you don't play in competition for 600 plus years, for days, you see a little bit of rust, a little bit of maybe timidness and stuff like that. And that's not to say that Austin Wiley is going to get better, but it's just to be expected when you wait that long. So a little rusty. He does still have that beautiful baby, what I call the baby hook shot, right down the middle of the lane. I love to see big guys. Had Horace Spencer's has a good one when he's really on with this, uh, but Austin Wiley has one as well. So I'm really excited to see how he's going to continue to get better the rest of the season and how they start kind of working him in for some more time. He only saw 13 minutes in this game, which is pretty interesting because I felt like he was out there a lot more than that. I think that was just the excitement of getting to see him. So when Wiley finally gets back to his true form, he's expected to be the best player on the team, where does that leave Chumo Kiki? Two games into the season, he looks like the guy, to be honest with you. He can shoot. He can block. He can play defense. And he is still such a young guy. When you put these two together on a court together, it's going to be really fun by midseason when everybody's in full season form and is hopefully, fingers crossed here, knocking on wood, everybody's healthy. Um, so stats-wise, it was nicely spread out. We said 13 for Harper, 13 for Brown, 19 for Chuma. 18 for Samir Dowdy, and after that, just some single digits for Macklemore, Spencer, Dunbar, McCormick, uh, Cook, even a walk-on got the score in this game. Austin Wiley had five. So a good team basketball game. These are all the reasons why it is a complete game for me for the Auburn Tigers versus the Washington Huskies. Let's briefly move on to the next game and kind of talk about what to expect from this. And honestly, I'll be honest with you folks, I'd never like to get ahead of myself and guarantee a victory for Auburn, but I didn't realize that this was going to be a Division II game uh, team for Auburn. And I think Bruce Pearl, when he scheduled this, was expecting a little bit of a tougher matchup against Washington and expecting maybe need to heal up a little bit, have a little, maybe even potentially coming off a loss, need something to kind of get our spirits back up. So I think that's why you see this scheduled right now, and especially right before the Maui Invitational, but we'll be taking on the Mississippi College uh, Choctaws Wednesday the 14th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And of course, since this is kind of a rinky-dink game, or at least what people are expecting, you're going to have to watch it on the SEC Network Plus if you haven't. So that means some of us who don't have that will be listening on the radio. If you can, go on in person to see your Tigers because it'll be a while before they'll be back because next week they'll go to the Maui Invitational and that'll pretty much get you to around Thanksgiving. So it's going to be a while till you have a chance to see your Tigers. So if you want to, go to the arena Wednesday night and go support them and watch this very talented and highly athletic team. So Mississippi College, what to expect out of them? Um, if you kind of look at their schedule so far, they have only played two games. One was an exhibition, which they lost. We know a little bit about that. But they did. Um, they were able to beat, win in their next game against the... Uh, Nichols State, I had to think about it for a second there because I was like, wait a minute, that's who? No, Nichols State was their exhibition game. They defeated Bell Haven uh, 97 to 80. So, not a team that we're really aware of them beating. Their next game will be Monday. They'll take on Talladega and then they'll come to Auburn. For them, this is an exhibition game because they're expecting to lose, but this is just a tune up game uh, for Auburn. It won't count for them on their season, but it definitely will count for Auburn. 
Um, I think we're just going to run away with this one, honestly, and hopefully the walk-ons can get even more significant time. We need to set up a clock, honestly, to see how much time the walk-ons get, or or at least do they get in every single game. Because I would love to start seeing that because that shows you how well Auburn is doing if they're getting significant time and even more time. Uh, as this goes on so looking at some of their players to keep an eye on they have a Ford Boston who is their um, best score at 13 points per game Taylor is their best rebounder with eight rebounds per game and then uh, Taylor as well leads them to assist with three assists per game so that's who you're going to be want to take a look for Taylor and Boston against the Mississippi College Choctaws that's really honestly all I have to say about them because I, again I'm I, I I get scared when I talk like this about an opponent because I never want to take anything for granted. We did that against Barry last year, and we all know what happened. Uh, but honestly, the way these Tigers are playing right now with the amount of depth and talent that they have, this is just going to be a blowout of epic proportions again. And maybe Auburn goes over the century mark for the second time this season again against the Mississippi College Choctaws. If I'm looking for a player for Auburn or for you to watch for Auburn in this game, it's going to be Austin Wiley. How much time does he get? I get the feeling, honestly, that he won't start the game and that he'll come in and probably see significant time after that to let him kind of get his feet up underneath him before we go to the Maui Invitational and take on Xavier. So definitely watch Austin Wiley in this game and see what Coach Pearl's strategy is for him, whether to play him more to get him ready or to play him less and not risk tweaking that injury that he had later on in the game. We would love to hear from you guys in the comments section below on the show notes on the website at etcnetwork.com. Who do you think is going to have the best game against Mississippi College for the Tigers? And put that in the comments down there, and we'd love to hear from you on that. Before I get out of here, you can find me on social media at TigerEye24. Love to hear from you and talk some basketball with you. That's all I have for you in this edition of Inside the Jungle. But until next time, War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?